Hey, Chekhov fans, if you're a fan of podcasts and Harry Potter, then you should go over to the Pop-Off podcast right now where I talk to Kelly for nine episodes about the Harry Potter films. Uh, we just reviewed The Deathly Hallows Part 2. We talk about the entire series film by film. So go over to Pop-Off podcast, P-O-P-O-F-F podcast.com, or just search EPN on iTunes and subscribe to all of the Enlight podcasts. Also, if you have Netflix, please stream Ninjas vs. Vampires. Doesn't cost you anything. Give us a rating, and that's it. Enjoy Trekoff. It's time for Trekka. More fun than a bowl of Riker's beard. It's been a long road. Please don't sing that horrible song. Getting the love from of God. there to please, here. Please, please don't do it. It's been it's a torture. long It's torture. Shut time. up. No. <laughs> Stop my it. time is finally please near. Please make an end. And I will no. see my dreams come no. alive at last. No. I will cut the Shut shot. your mouth. Okay, so, so listen, I promise that I would not spoil any any plot points in the show. I will that will last for mm, five minutes. Yeah, it's gonna last for two seconds as I as I do spoil one thing that happens. No, shut no, no, up. No, Stop no, no, it. No, no, no. Not a plot point. No, no, no. Not a point. Doesn't even take it place in the matter. show. Then why would you talk about it? It's because not re- relevancy. It's, it's, it's not relevant. It's relevant to what we're no, talking about. No, it's not. Okay. All right. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, if it uh, doesn't matter, why is it a spoiler? Uh, fine, you call it a spoiler. Okay, don't do it. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. <laughs> no, don't do. I'm not listening. I'm not listening to it's you. It's relevant to what we're just saying. It's a good story. It's a good story. Just listen. So, at, at the beginning of season three, they try to change the song a little bit. In terms, in terms of what they do, is they at the beginning of season three in Enterprise, clearly they had gotten the message that people disliked the that song. That it was complete shit on a stick. Well, okay, here's the thing. I don't mind the song on its own. It's small. No, oh, no, no, no. Agreed. Here's the thing, right? I'm watching the show, yeah. right? It's just begun, and I've like, and it's like super cool, right? Because it's like the beginning, and I'm like all in it, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And then, like, and you've got like the, you know, the horns and like lasts. the orchestra, right? You've got all that yeah. good shit going on, right? And then, like, cut to like, I'm like, what is fuck is happening right now? No, but now? it's not. But it's not. Like, what it is? It's 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 very. It's been a long. It's very like it sounds like a Def Leppard ballad almost. Almost, it's, it's yeah. almost an eighties ballad. Well, here's the, cool, here's the thing. But Hold like, on, it's minute, so wait, dissonant. Wow. It doesn't work. This is so loud. It's just you were just complaining about how it was all low and shit. No, so so, <laughs> but here's the deal, right? Is that is that it was an eighties ballad. It was a hit. It was a Rod Stewart song. Okay. It was a hit. It actually was. An it doesn't 86. work, though, well, here's right? The, because so it's here's the dissonant. Deal. Clearly, it doesn't fit. Clearly, they got the the memo that people thought the song was slow and schmaltzy. So they keep the same vocal track, but they they ramp it up with sort of almost like bare naked ladies style. No, like the problem is all of that. All of that. Yeah. doesn't feel right but like, here's and the, the thing. part that i find surprising is because like in the actual show they use what you expect well here's they the, have here's this the thing. orchestral sound that is right that is the right vibe here's the, the right thing feel, about the here's the thing about the change of the work. song the song changes and once the song changes to what it changes to in season three you want it to go back to what it was because at oh, least wow. at least at the at the beginning it's schmaltzy and overly sentimental like it's overly sentimental and schmaltzy, and what they turn it into is they turn it into kind of like a bad dance or, remix. <laughs> no, almost, it's it's not even like it's like it's like just fast acoustic guitar in the middle of the song, and a little bit like I don't know, I don't know what they're doing, and I think that that's that's gonna that we're gonna hit a lot of that in terms of of Enterprise when we as we talk about Enterprise. It was just bizarre. Like I, I, I would say that about the show. So 
It was just so discordant. Welcome to Trek Off. I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. And as you can guess, we are talking about the fifth Star Trek series, Star Trek Enterprise, or as it is known right now in season one, Enterprise. Oh yes. Um, they another minor spoiler. They do add the Star Trek later as the. Why rate, do you keep wanting a good spoiler? I, I will not. What I will. I will fuck? keep away from plot spoilers. But it's worth noting as we talk about the show that that they made these choices up front, like the song, like calling it Enterprise. And by season three, they're like, Oh, what we mean is it's Star <laughs> Trek Enterprise, and the song has fast acoustic guitars. Do you like us now? <laughs> no. Do you like us now? I don't um, like that. And the the song is such poo. And it's like what I find strange about that is that every single Star Trek prior. Well, that was the point. It's that was it's orchestral. That it makes, was the point, though. That's the they thing. They wanted it, to be what, all different. Yeah, like, that, that's exactly the point. Is that is that okay? So let's let's. Um, but let, see, I disagree. Okay, that, well, that different uh, is the way to go because I think that what I liked about the show was was the yeah. sameness. Well, here's but the that thing. it's new because this is before the Star Trek well, that I know. Let's let's give. I don't want to give a a, a a synopsis of the plot because we you just finished watching the first episode. Um, but let's give a synopsis, sort of where we are in Star Trek lore when the show starts. Okay, like history um, wise. Yeah. So okay, DS Nine was on the air and went off the air. I think in like 99 or a thousand something like that and it started on the we're now in the year 1000 wow look at that <laughs> nobody understood a thing you said um okay so so ds9 goes off the air after seven years and after that goes off the air voyager is on the air for another three years and just bleeds listeners now whether it's because voyager had a declining quality of show yes which it I here's the thing yes. though, but a lot of the best of Voyager is in the last three seasons. But okay, whether it was because Voyager can't hold a candle to DS9 or Next Gen, and clearly it's an inferior show. Whether it is um, what they were labeling as franchise fatigue, which look, I will grant that to you. At the time that the finale for DS9 ended, I think there were two two seasons left of Voyager after that, and at in that year, um, in that year DS9 had ended, and there was a movie. And DS, there was a next gen movie, DS9, and D, DS9 on the air, and Voyager. So two television series, and, and I don't a movie believe at the same in time. this this franchise fatigue. Oh, I yeah, I do, I do, no. to, I do to a point. To a point, I don't I do. at all because I you can't deny it at all. You can't. I cannot get enough Star Trek. That's bull. But that's shit. you. Well, that's you and that's me. That's me too. And that's a lot of people that love Trek. But I not feel. enough. And that's the thing. You have to look at what the numbers were. When Next Gen went off the air, I think it's close. I think it's I think the final episode of Next Gen had uh twenty five million viewers. Now that is like how that's like friends numbers. That's not the nerdy show that only a niche watches. That's tons of people. Mm. Um and Voyager was rounding out at around four million people. And so that's a loss of 21 million viewers. Which is that's, why I feel like you it's got to do with that. the quality, not just for Like, unless you're saying that all, all right. the, that other 21 million were a bunch of 
you know, normal right, well, people okay, for want like, of a better term well, okay, that but, don't love Star well, Trek. I and think, we're just like, maybe I'll watch I think I think good. that you did have the casual viewer. I think that Next Gen, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, had the casual viewer. And I think that what happened is DS9, unfortunately, because of the lessened quality of the first two seasons of DS9 compared to Next Gen, which it's an unfortunate comparison because you had a brand new show that had not found its footing and it was being compared to a show that was in its prime. Sure. And so the people who watched DS9 expecting it to be as good as Next Gen when it didn't live up because, again, finding its footing, they left. And so DS9 put out the best track in the world, in my opinion, that no one watched. No one watched because they jumped ship. And so people jumped back on board for Voyager. Voyager launched UPN. That was the second big change. Yeah. Because DS9 and Next Gen were both syndicated. They didn't have a network. So they just were out there and sold to individual stations. They made a ton of dough that way. But the Voyager was responsible for the le- for UPN. The unfortunate thing about UPN is UPN started targeting a lot of youth and a lot of urban markets. And so you had, you know, you'd have essentially a bunch of shows that were they tried to do sci-fi tie-ins like i think they did like i don't know if they did warehouse 13 i forget whatever they did but it was they tried to do a bunch of sci-fi tie-ins and it never worked and it ended up being that by the time voyager ended there was almost no science fiction on upn it was all it was all urban and youth oriented 30 minute sitcoms Hmm. so voyager comes to an end and and you have not and, and there's not really uh, any next gen going out at the same time uh, because insurrection came out during DS9 and then it sort of stopped. So you have you have enterprise that now Nemesis took like four or five years to come out by the by the time Nemesis came out enterprise was already going on. So at this time for the first time in a really first time ever since the beginning of next gen there was no other Star Trek around at the end of Voyager. There was none because when next gen started the original series were still doing movies. So you could go to the movies to see Kirk and watch Picard on TV. Uh, then Picard went to the movies and you could watch Cisco and Janeway on TV. Mm-hmm. And then Janeway was the only one on TV, but there were movies too. And now finally, there a show is started and there's nothing else. It is your only Star Trek option at the time that it starts. Mm-hmm. And when it starts, I think it debuted to like 12 million people, which look, again, from 4 million to 12 million, good. it was good. And what did they market it? They marketed it as not only a prequel, but this is different. This is edgy. This is our version of 24. This is this is where we're we're going to, you know, th- are these Buffy fans and these 24 fans and these, you know, fans of modern television. This is our modern take on Star Trek. It is it is another jump forward in the same way that Next Gen was a jump forward from from uh freaking um the original series. So, this was supposed to be their jump forward and the way they did it was still run by Rick Bar- Rick Berman. And Brandon Braga. So they they said, how are we going to do it? We're going to change the name. It's not called even Star Trek anymore. It's just Enterprise. That doesn't bother me, though. Yeah, but it was a ultimately a bad idea because they have the most recognizable brand name in the world. Uh, the world. You say that about so many things. All right, the uh, world. All right, James, the world. Top five. James Bond, James Bond, Harry Potter, Star Trek, Star Wars, and name me one more that even ranks among those five. Around those four. Those four. Cause for the, you can count. Yeah, because those. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Stop it. That's not fair. That is too. Um, 
But so that's the, <laughs> stop it. I'm sorry, it was really funny to me. I've been doing podcasts with Kelly the last couple of ones, so I'm used to I'm used to like the softball back. And now <laughs> I, I got a hard hitter. Yeah, I know. You're just, what are you gonna you're, do? You're not even playing the game. You're playing dodgeball with a hard ball. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. It's like what game we're playing? The swack right ahead. I would like to submit. Fuck you. Shot through the heart, and you're to blame. <laughs> Shot through the heart, and you're to blame. That's the best part of like. You give have you watched that? I am ninja. Have you watched that shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty funny. That's just funny. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, um, askaninja.com. There, look. We, yeah, like, we, so, although we plug somebody that the, we don't know, but just because it's funny. But you know what's better, ninjas? Ninjas, <laughs> ninjas versus, versus vampires, vampires available ninjas for streaming on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's the atmosphere in which this show was created, where where Rick Berman said we're going to make this new and relevant, and the way we're going to do is to take a schmaltzy '80s power ballad. Why you got to put it all on that? Because that's the thing. Like, I feel like what really was the footing for the show, based on just this one episode that I've seen. So I yeah. can't say that I have the whole canon to go from. for No, that. it's a good place to start, though. Um. I feel like the strength that that show actually has is in kind of showing you the roots of having these things like the ship, like the ship looks really cool, but it doesn't look the way I expect. It's a, it's a little bit off, but it's this grand, it's just really grandiose thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I mean, I'll, I, will, I will take you a step further. I will go, I will go that um, the show was marketed, right? So at the end of Voyager, the final episode of Voyager Endgame comes out. And uh, they have a little trailer for this going before Kirk, before Picard, before Janeway. And I got to say, it's compelling. Enterprise. Like like them talking they, about know, like there's the scene. There's the, there's they a didn't scene say in the Cisco, first, though. They didn't say they Cisco. Didn't, but there's a scene on the first like because Cisco doesn't take a ship and go out and explore. Yeah. You know, like the like that's. No, but that's not what he did with it. Right. Like he took the Defiant out on Into missions. the Gamma Quadrant all the time. Sorry, Dude, you know I'm right. It's not about that. Like they, they were actually, on a mission of exploration, right? Okay. And and Voyager Cisco, wasn't on a mission of exploration. Well, no, they were on. A, well, they were exploring because they were out in BFE. But like, oh, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, they did say before January. Ultimately, they recut the trailer and put Cisco in. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, they wow, did because they're like because they're like, like, oh fuck, we slighted or, Cisco. Well, no, it's well, oh. it's not just that. It's that Rick Berman, <laughs> Rick Rick Berman was not like he he basically was hands off on that show. It wasn't his show after a while. And he kind of like butted heads with the people Ooh, who ran the show. So there's like but, drama. Well, there's a little. There is drama. Yeah, there is some drama there, and there's a lot of drama regarding Rick Berman. Um, oh, really? Uh, uh, I'm privy to this drama. Oh, I. Oh, we could talk it. We could do an entire. Maybe our next episode will be on Berman. We'll do. Wow. We'll, like I can tell you some some shit. Some shit. Yeah. Some shit right in there. But I'm scared. Like you were starting to doze while I was going into into the talking, and if I don't let you talk, you're gonna doze. I am. I'm gonna sleep and right here. We, gonna, so if I'm gonna lay my wee head down. If the Berman episode is me just talking, you're gonna go wake up. You're like, don't uh, know. You know no, I have a great idea. You know what? Stop back. You like get off me. I mean, stay what? You don't even go need, on. You don't even need me. I'll just I'll peace out, and then you can just pretend you're talking to me. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, he cursed at me. I curse. <laughs> oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, uh, so okay, so that's that's the that's where we are when the show started. We had okay, but this is what I was trying to say. Damn yeah. it, man! The, the what, what? Don't I jump ahead through. yet. Don't you're I'm jumping? Not. Why am I jumping? You're getting to the end. You're no, going... I'm not. How would you know? You don't even know what I'm gonna say. No, but, you're, no, but you were. You're like you're you're no. like. Shut up! How would you oh know? My oh my god! 
Right. No, you're you're like so. What I liked about the show. Here's what how the show worked. And I'm like, that's at the end. Let's no, let, it's not. I'm setting the stage. You and your. St- you know what? Fine. Go ahead and build your fucking. Stage. If you say five minutes go, I'm gonna get really fucking pissed. <laughs> oh wait, 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 one, two, three, four, five minutes go. <laughs> <laughs> Live together, die alone. End credits. <laughs> Roll it. Roll it. And then Jack closes his eye. What? <laughs> <laughs> And Bruce Willis is dead the whole time and Vader is his father. <laughs> what movie is this? <laughs> and and Edward Norton and Edward Norton and Brad Pitt are the same person. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil all the movies. Do it. Do it. Spoil all of them. Spoil every movie ever made, ever. Um so wow, we're really popping out. This is gonna be the worst mixed episode of Trek Out, but that's okay. So okay, so that I'm just saying that that is where we are when the show starts. Is that I want to give a sense of what the TV landscape was like. Go that, ahead, you've that, given your TV landscape. So when I did you watch this one? I mean, you were a Trek fan when it first came out, right? Absolutely. And everybody knew it was coming out. So why didn't you watch it? Um, I had a party. I had a Trek party. I had oh, people dude, over. that's fucking awesome. You didn't invite me. What the fuck? It was like a decade before I knew you. You know what? You are full of excuses, friend. Really? Yeah. It would be fun. It's because you only laugh as loud as you can into the microphone, but then you talk over here. Talk in, then do this when you laugh, and then talk in, then do this with you laugh. Okay? There we go. <laughs> no one can see, but I am giving you the look it's of a, death. It's amazing. If she were if, if she were powered by Earth's yellow sun, I would be burning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> smoldering mass. Either that or she'd be looking to see what color underwear I'd be wearing and then she'd ask me if I were wearing a lead dress. No, I don't think that I would ever ask you if you're wearing a lead dress. But I am. <laughs> Why would you steal somebody's lead dress? That's fucked I up. I know. Margot Kidder is going... She's like, what the fuck? My Where's my lead dress? And my career. <laughs> oh, that's oh, rude. I know. No, she's going to get really upset and wander Shh. into somebody's backyard. Um, so... Did that happen or something? <laughs> that happened like twelve years ago. Are yeah. you kidding? What? No, she I got didn't drunk know. and wandered into somebody's Shut backyard, the fuck and then up, she really? went into like she disappeared for a little while before she showed up on Smallville. Um, wow, really? Yeah. I didn't know um, that. Okay, so um, that's why she's not in like Superman Four at all. It's like the new love interest will bring her into the very end, um, <laughs> like they didn't like they did in Superman Three. They did that in Superman Three too. Yeah, yeah. They were I just remember like, which one was the one that had the dude that was powered by the sun? Was that three? Or that, four? Was four. That, was was four. that was four. That was the quest for peace. Hi, this is Mr. Mike. Mike has to be up what? here. Oh there. my god! There we go. Hi. You know my boobs get in the way, right? Yeah, and like now you, you know that, right? But then you need to sort it, like, just sort it back and out. There we go. Oh my gosh, you're getting mad at me because <laughs> I'm fighting back. You're always like, I would like to submit. Fuck you, and I'm like, oh fuck me. You don't get to submit anything. You know why? I was saying that you say that. You know why there's so much anger here? Yes. Because it's this show. The show <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> this show is a source of so much anger for me. Why okay. is that? I had a party. And I uh, I like the 12 million oh, people yes, you who had attended. a party and I you didn't liked, invite me. We've established that. I liked that. the first episode. I liked it. And I was so excited. Here's the thing. I right? liked it too. Ultimately, what you got to watch for the first time in only five times is new, brand new crew yeah. of Trek. That is exciting. Whether or not you, like, you get the beginning of Voyager, the beginning of DS9, it's all of a sudden the universe opens up a giant fold in itself. Like, it's like it's it's like opening up a new level in a video game or something. It's like, you know, it's, it's like being able to, like, like, you suddenly, a whole section of track that had never existed before for you exists now. 
and and it's immediately from the very beginning of the show you know what they wore you know what the culture was you know what the relationship with the vulcans was you know what like like they give you so much information that takes the entire like you know how they i used to have the star trek encyclopedia i don't know if i have it on the bookshelf anymore. i think i have that um but the first episode of this of this series adds a hundred pages to that encyclopedia it's just there's so much new information yeah and i was so freaking thrilled about this I gotta tell you, when I was watching the episode. I was pretty fucking jazzed. About I it. liked it too. I was jazzed too about much of it. I loved and a lot of the little touches. A lot of the stuff, like, like to, him talking. Like I think what he's like in the very beginning is like building a model like ship with his that's pops. That's great. And like he quotes Cochran. All right. I'm, and his dad's like, "Oh, that's really good," or whatever. Ready? Like, I just want you to to at the end of every episode, just ask yourself this question. Ready? Okay. Was Archer captured and held in a prison this episode? Are you kidding? Really? Every other fucking episode, Archer's Ar- Archer explores a planet. Gets they captured. Get mad, he gets captured. <laughs> Winds up in a prison. He has to get up in the get out of the prison. Over and, and over, over and over and over and and there there are look. I would say you got to deal in percentages. So the original series, I would say, is is let's say sixty six percent successful let's say every third episode is kind of a stinker and most of the stinkers are located in the third season of the original series because they lost budget they lost writers they lost focus and the and the network started stepping in telling them what to write whatever single episode of that show was fucking awesome spock's brain shut your mouth <laughs> we don't speak of that all of those episodes Fine. are fucking gold all right the uh, <laughs> the next the next generation i would say you're hitting a good 80 percent good episodes I would say half the first season's not great. Uh, third of the third of the second season, and let's say a quarter of the seventh season is not great, and the rest of it's good. DS Nine season one has a couple stinkers, season two a couple stinkers, and then for the most part, the show is brilliant all the way through. Voyager jumps back, and we're talking 60, 40. 60 is oh, I would say twenty percent great, forty percent okay, and then a good forty percent is like. It's either dull or preposterous. And I would say that the Enterprise... Steaming pile of poo, maybe? Enterprise <laughs> is, in so many ways, from the very beginning, with the theme song, the word I'm looking for, I think, is desperate. Hmm. We're changing the name. We're changing the theme song. We're going to try so hard to please you. And in the first episode, it works. And the first episode is like, oh, they've got face pistols. Oh, they've got a transporter. Oh, it's shadow pods. They're called Enterprise. They're Vulcans. They're out there. It's neat. They're giving you all this stuff. And the show, re- the first, the three things that reek of desperation is is uh, to Paul and the fact they got just a model to just. Yeah. To you know what's odd about her is that, okay, so she's hot. And, and particularly when she's being lubed. Of. Wait, let me finish. All right. Particularly when she's being lubed with, with the gel stuff and her nips are hanging out. That's hot. But when you got to be just like looking at her face or whatever, not as much. All right. This is not a spoiler alert, but it is something that happens later. It's not plot wise. It's just about. Why the Why are you doing it's this? It's just about the actress. It's not. Why? What happens to what her? Happen- she like loses 20 pounds. Off of that frame? She starts. Bitch already skinny. Here's the thing. <laughs> she starts looking like by the four seasons. Skeletal? Frightening. I mean, she's borderline. She looks, she looks off. By the end, she looks. There's something about her that just look. Here's the thing about Jerry Ryan. What Jerry Ryan brought to Voyager is that she was a good 
actress. Well, yeah. She was a strong, opinionated, and, and hot, and, and in the cat suit. But ultimately, super hot. But ultimately, I I liked her just you know, as unfuckable. much. Like when they <laughs> when they had the 1940s episodes and she was in a dress. Why are you doing this? I haven't watched all of Voyager. Voyager, I, I'm not spoiling anything. It's, it's bullshit. A, You'd be spoiling all over the place. It's a standalone. <laughs> it's a it's it's a standalone episode. I didn't realize you. Sorry that that I didn't realize it was that's a standalone episode. <sighs> anyway, the point being is that she brings it she can be sensitive she can make you feel for the character she can do subtlety i mean yeah. i remember i only saw maybe like snippets of episodes once she was on because i was i i had like officially checked out yeah. before she arrived um and i gotta say like i was so i'm i'm watching enterprise and i'm i'm trying to be like i'm trying to not think about all the bad shit that i've heard yeah. and all the like i'm just like okay just experience it Oh, and, it's one of the best be season. It. It's it's one of the best series premieres. I've actually and, of all of them. And I really, really like the series premiere. There was so many good moments in it. Like, and it, if like I was really really enjoying it, and then the theme song started, yeah. and I just was like, oh my god! Well, I just it, felt like somebody. I literally felt like somebody stabbed me. Well, it it's terrible. what it what it reeks of is it reeks of Rick Berman. What it is here it is Rick Berman. Rick, <laughs> Rick Berman, Berman has a, par- a particular reek, so, does he? So we had we had the twenty fourth century for three series, and Rick Berman felt that the, that it had gotten stale and so we're going to make it not stale now here's here's the issues that i have i don't mind if they wanted to make it enterprise and wanted to throw in like a mega death song at the beginning or a nine inch nails or something that's really different and then make the shoot the show like freaking 24 where it's all handheld all the time intense in your face which is kind of what jj abrams did um, kind of, but no. See, here's the thing. I think the way to go is to, if you wanted to set yourself apart a little bit, I don't think the way was to go was to so violently change the tone with that song. It would be to do what he did and start like it's to keep the the orchestral sound, but or, to have a different feel to it. Or you know don't. I mean? Or 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 don't. But but here's the thing. Lyrics. Lyrics. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, like if if just no lyrics, I, I think I could have even been with okay you, with Mr. it. Mr. A, I agree with you. But the but the issue the the issue for me is that the rest of the show feels like a 24th century era next gen show. It's shot the same way. It's shot same steady cams, same cranes. But I like that about same music because I do too. But the thing is, is like, what are you trying to be? If you're gonna be different. Be different, but you if are you're because gonna just be by virtue because you you don't have the same arsenal at your disposal, which well, is what's interesting about this is, watching. This is why I'm. I thought this is why I'm saying that it reeks of desperation because you could have you could have had orchestral opening, call it Star Trek Enterprise, um, and you could have made it. You know these characters curse and they. You know the other thing that that struck me as being again desperate. You said the scene was sexy, but the rub down with oil scene. It was just purely exploitative. Oh my god! Absolutely no, 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 no. Let me be clear. That scene was like, I mean, really exploitative. It was just like because there I, was no sexual tension. Like it wasn't like you, those and, two were hot for each other or anything like that. It was well, like, and the here's is, this guy, he's hot. Here's this chick, she's hot. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna yeah. have them have this argument, and then we're gonna. What, meanwhile, yeah. okay, I'm like, okay, I have to tell you. Okay, so she's like, she turns around so they can get her back or whatever. 
And like, so first of all, bitch never rubs her titties down. Yeah, I know. So that's no good, right? But oh, like, second of all. Like, can you imagine like this is a horrible contagion on the ship? Oh, we all died from your boob but, Right, virus. because she didn't wipe her titties off. Like, By seriously? The way, my, 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 favorite, my favorite metal band, Boob Virus. <laughs> so like, she turns around, right? And so he's like rubbing her back and then they do like this close up. We're literally, so blowing it out. Look at that. No wow. bullshit. They do a close up of him like going just underneath. You know, like right yeah. by the butt crack, and then the backs of her ears because she can't reach that. I know. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait Whoa. a minute, wait a minute. Ah, ah. <laughs> she can't reach the backs of her fucking ears. What is wrong with her hands? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's... then when he turned around, she did the same for him, and I was like, okay, so we're just meant to believe that neither one of them can reach their ears. Suddenly, suddenly, tri- <laughs> suddenly, Trip is like, hey, I would wonder if you can grab my balls while you're down there. <laughs> Oh, I know, because he totally didn't wipe his dick either. Like, so her titties were infected. His dick was infected. Just running around the ship. What if he he took his penis and rubbed it on her boob? Oh, my God. Then what? (laughs) Then what? (laughs) Like, and there was just, it was so, it was so much worse (laughs) because there was nothing sexual in that scene. Yeah, that's that's the thing is it was just, it took me out of the show. Oh, it absolutely did. I have to agree. And and when I say reeks of desperation and stuff like that, because that was in the trailer for the show. They were like, hey. Like, oh, it's going it, to be hot. It's hot. Yeah. And it's sexy. Uh-huh. And they curse on the show. Son of a bitch. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, they curse on the show. And okay, but I like him. I like that character. I love Trip. Trip is my favorite character He's on the show. He's fun. Trip is my favorite. Trip and Dr. Flox are my favorite characters. Oh, you know who else I like? I like the linguist chick. I got, like, Hoshi? Seriously, yeah, there are some cool. really great moments. Like when he's trying to convince right, well, Hoshi to come. To, with him, yeah. and she's like, "Listen, bud, I, I you but have me in three weeks." But and again, then he like plays a little a, bit of the Klingon, and she's like, "Oh." But again, it reeks a little bit of Voyager to me. The beginning of Voyager is also kind of we're getting the band together, and it's sort of like it just you know it. Okay, I understand you kind of have to do that, but I like sort of the idea. I of, disagree because I feel like in this instance we're talking about this is the first mission. They've been waiting yeah. a really long time. They've set that up already. They you know, they've set up Archer's yeah, character that where he feels like the you know the uh that that they've been held back. Okay, you so know, so let's look, by wait, the Vulcans they, they haven't they said, been allowed. For anybody who doesn't understand what we're talking about, this show is set let's say 50 years after the events of Star Trek First Contact in which Zeph from Cochran does the first who who is in who is in this show the end of spoiler for the end of Star Trek First Contact the Vulcans show up Zeph from Cochran meets them and then a relationship is formed between Earth and the Vulcans this jumps you forward 50 years where it's suddenly it's like okay the Vulcans are kind of running the show and we're kind of the the underlings to them mm-hmm. And because we don't know about the universe. And, and this is our first yeah. time. This is our first time basically stepping out. We're the we're the they're the stodgy parents and we're the teenagers. And and, and we're going out and we're going to go try it on our on our own. We finally have a warp five ship. And we're no, gonna, no, it's a warp four point five because I just watched it. Oh. And and that's what that's what that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, though. They're like, talking about it. He's like, it's going to make four point five. And they're like, yeah, what the fuck. Yeah. Like, that's really cool for me. Like that for me. Well, was and great. I and I actually like the ship looks a little bit like a submarine. They're wearing jumpsuits. Yeah, I like their know. their uniforms. I like, so, you know, I like the, them talking about the transporter technology because they're using it. To so put the stuff idea, on the, ship, the idea is this, not, is that this is this is pre Federation, pre a federation starfleet but it's still called the starfleet it's earth's starfleet sure. and it's it's earth's first 
Um, well, and this is after they've they've, giant they've settled starship. It's war Earth's, and all that shit yeah, too, because they talk about that. It's Earth's first giant starship that it sends out, and it's called Enterprise. And they are going out to basically discover all the stuff that we already know. So it's so it's going to be we are going to find out how we met the blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. And I well, know, no, and there there are new aliens. I mean, there were there yeah, aliens sure. I hadn't even heard of in the oh, first there, one, there, that first episode. There will be lots of aliens you've never heard of, and you'll go where the fuck are the aliens I want to see? Um, but let's talk about what is, what else is going on because Rick Berman's not quite ready to let go of the future. Um, there is um, a future element to the show. Oh right, right, um, yeah. That called the temporal cold war. Um, and the temp- Which just sounds cool. I gotta say the, that the temporal cold war is the the idea is essentially there are these people from the future who have genetically altered these aliens we've never heard of called the Sullivan, who were in the original history were kind of unimportant aliens and now have been genetically modified and are basically a race of conquerors, but they are kind of doing the bidding of this guy from the twenty ninth. They didn't say somewhere in the somewhere in the future. Um, and and essentially making changes to our past, um, which look for a guy like me who accused uh, Star Trek, the new Star Trek movie for completely decimating the future that you one could say that that was already starting here. One could already say that if you want proof that the future wasn't destroyed, look, you want it, you want me to argue against myself? Star Trek Nemesis still exists and was produced after the introduction of the temporal Cold War. So if that's the case then that means that everything that changed uh, in the Temporal Cold War did not affect Star Trek Nemesis and therefore the two universes can coexist so it doesn't matter what happens in this universe. Now, if you also, this is what I was trying to say to you and then they were having the final moments, if you do subscribe to my whole the new Star Trek movie decimated the universe we've all come to know Which and know. But if you Nobody did, does. I 50% <laughs> of the people do, but if you were to say that, no, they don't. <laughs> if you were to say that, this continuity continues to exist. Because this takes place before the new Star Trek movie. And we all know, unfortunately, the fate of poor Porthos. We do. But that poor dog, Scotty, beams him, tries to... Yeah, but the dog was probably old at that point. I know, but... Maybe he lived a full life. But I do Maybe love that. It's not such a bad way to go. I, I, I love that. They, Maybe the, he wound up someplace great. He's on a farm somewhere. I do it's love. A, it's a farm on another planet, and it's fucking awesome. We're all that. Where all the kids' dogs go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the greatest place ever. It's like Riza for dogs. <laughs> so but i do i do i do enjoy that the new star trek movie said admiral archer's dog and that was like okay we are acknowledging that that is the one universe that is not being whether or not we can argue about whether or not the next gen universe is destroyed but enterprise continues to exist as as a precursor to the events that happen in in, in star trek um because they happened before sure any change in the timeline um so let's let's so that's essentially the idea of the show. So let's run down the characters, shall we? Um, sure. Let's do the captain last because he's because he's that, like the guy. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> he's the guy. Let's start with the easy ones to do. We deal should with. talk about his fuck factor. FYI. Let, let, let's let yeah. Let's let's uh, <laughs> when we let's get start there. with the easy ones. Oh yeah, as we go because we didn't talk about their fuck factors because I hadn't watched it. So we should talk about that now. Oh no, I don't. Do, okay, we can. Right, Anson, as, just as we go along. Anson, What's wrong with that? Anson Travis Mayweather. This is this is wait wait is this the guy with the accent? This is the, is this, this southern dude? This is the African American gentleman. Oh, that guy, that guy. Yeah. Well, he's cute. I dig him. He's a terrible actor, though. He's not really very good. I, I, I don't want to be as far um, as terrible actor. I think that's I don't want to be. Far. I don't want to be terribly. I don't want to be mean to him. He's not a terrible. He. I've met the guy. 
I've met the guy. You have? He is nice. He's I a bet nice he's guy. He's really nice. He seems like he'd be he nice. He is a nice guy. And he actually released a movie called uh, Why Am I Doing This from the same company that released Ninjas vs. Zombies. Really? And um, I know that we did better than them. Which really? makes me happy. Also, Emma Caulfield, who plays Anya and Buffy, is on is in that movie. Really? And I know that we outsold them, which for me, I was like, I outsold Star Trek and Buffy, which is not true. Which is not true. But <laughs> I got to sort of feel that way for a second. Um, which you could imagine in your head. So, that you yeah, know. I know. It's, look, I got to take the success as I can, man. Look, it was my first try. Um, if you ignore my other first tries. Um <laughs> If you ignore Deliverous from Evil, which if you really search, you can find on YouTube. Are you serious? My first movie? I have to find this Maybe now. Maybe we'll watch it in between the podcasts. It's oh like my 20 minutes God, long. I have to watch it. Um, okay, so uh, so Mayweather's fine. He's so wait, so we're talking about the, this. Yeah, so, 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 I, what I like is his story. I like because, his story. And I like the way they kind of they ease into it because they're talking about, um, you know, he's like, does it feel a little bit like the, like the, the gravity is a bit heavy here? Yeah. He's like, no, no, man, it's Earth normal. Like, yeah. and and he's just you know because he grew up on these big transport ships, so he's one of I the like few that, idea. that had actually met alien life forms that had actually been. And to he like didn't grow up on Earth. That, that this was and, yeah. yeah. That he didn't grow up on Earth, and I thought that's really kind of cool. I yeah, I dug, I dug that about him too. And then you have um, oh gosh, uh, Reed Malcolm Reed. Um, the British weapons officer. Oh, this guy, officer. right? Okay, so he's cute. He's good. I find him. Uh, there's not a nothing, lot of him in the episode. There's, and you know what? And throughout the series, I will say this: there's nothing wrong with him. He doesn't. You know, this isn't a Joss Whedon series. None of, the, and this isn't DS Nine. If you're looking to watch these characters grow and change, I won't tell you which three, but I will say there are three of them that are interesting, and there's the rest of the cast. Hmm. Um, which I guess is always the case. It was you yeah. Know, I mean, I guess you have yeah. You have your front runners and you have your others yeah, that are less so. But he, he yeah. I mean, he didn't strike uh, me as he. You learn some stuff about him, which is interesting. And 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 again, I I find he's fine. What I thought was kind of interesting, and I felt like was true about the the cast of the of yeah. the ship in general, um, is that because this is a this is their first mission, right? So like primarily their crew are human. Yeah. Um. What I thought was cool is is the level of diversity amongst them to give you that feeling because they don't have aliens everywhere. The same like next the gen ones. diversity, or the same you know original series mean? diversity. Like, although, although let's be clear, um, most of the next gen crew is human. I mean, data. I guess data. Data was not human, but Troy was half human. Worf was a non-human raised by humans. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, but they had compared aliens, to compared you know what to I mean? DS9, where everyone was really alien. Yeah, but I'm just saying, um, like, I thought that was kind of cool because, like, they don't have that option really open to them, and so kind of instead of that, they've got this diversity amongst the human yeah. the crew. They've you know got you've Inter- got British guy, you've got well, Southern and not, guy, and not just ethnic you know, diversity, but diversity in their backstory, which I enjoyed. That like well, you, they didn't give you much backstory for him, so I don't know. Like at this, point. but for instance, like in Mayweather's case, grew off, uh, grew up off planet. Yeah, that you know, was that, cool. that sort of thing. So, um, okay, uh, uh, Hoshi, um, is awesome. I think that she's I gorgeous. Absolutely love her. I think that she you she's know, my favorite female crew member. She like, is. She is. Uh, look, she's just solid. I think she does a good job. Solid. She's not flashy in her acting. Nope. Um, but she's you, very real, which is you believe you know, what that I want. she's smart. You believe you believe her performance, and you I've believe never... that she's in love with languages, like that. Yeah, like linguistics. Yeah, I mean, I, I intrigued by it. I I buy her. Um, 
Uh, I buy her and I'm excited by her. Like, um, I like it when she's on screen. So and I. I would fuck the so shit out I. of her. You know so what I'm saying? So would I. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, come so on. Would, would you? Come on. I can't admit. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Bullshit. Because you say, the things you talked about that you would do to Esri, that's not even that's fair. That's not Give tr- some love for her. Come on. I and and you and you're the one who goes. You like her because she's little and petite. Oh, is that why you don't like Yoshi? Is that why you want to do her? Hoshi is Hoshi? also little and petite. Is she? Yeah, she doesn't seem little. She's the same size as Esri. So, so you'd do her? That's so what's up. I would, would not do. I would. I would. I yeah, will not would. do anyone <laughs> on that show. I don't know them, and I'm happily married. Oh, for um, God's sake! That's not what we're talking about. You f you. You know what? You're, <laughs> you're the one who's like. You're, you're the one who's like. I would never cheat. Cheating's bad. I don't want to talk about cheating. I would never talk about cheating. I'm not talking about cheating. I'm you, talking about somebody's fuck factor. You She's just, highly fuckable. You just said, and I quote, "I would f the shit out of her." Well, because I'm never gonna have the opportunity to f the shit out of her, so it's not relevant. You're in the entertainment industry. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so you then it would know. be more like, hey, baby, want to share you me know my what? husband's bed? <laughs> you know what? Five years ago, before I started the ninjas, before I started the ninja, <laughs> Mr. A's over there going, going like, hey, okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Before I started the ninja series, I had never, I had met John Delancey. And that was, he was the only Trek guy I had met. Since I started the ninja series, I've met so many Trek people. But have you fucked any? No. Well, so then really, what? what's the point? But you what can you, meet you her one about? day. And then if you meet her and go, like, if you meet her and go, oh, shit talked about the fact that i would fuck. Then you feel kind of bad <laughs> no i would not you know why because i'm paying that woman a compliment i am saying she's fuckable when you see her when you meet her I'm i like, would tell her to her face i would say point, honey okay, you look, are highly fuckable at some I point say, I, think, I don't even care it is worth it is it, it is it is quite possible that at some point we will attend a convention you and i with a recorder oh i like the sound of that and and and, and if you go up to her and say i would fuck the shit <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she would be flattered. Were I, I her, I would be flattered. You know what? I would bet you $100 she would not be flattered. Why wouldn't she be fl- Who wouldn't be flattered by someone who would fuck the shit out of them? Because I really don't... I don't, Yeah, No. Uh, yeah, it's easy for you to say you're on the internet, but yeah, it's, you come right to real people, and suddenly it's very real. You're like, you're like, hello, ma'am. It's I really enjoyed your performance on Enterprise. I felt that you brought real truth to the character, and that's true too. And then, and then you walk away, and I'm like, hey, what happened to me? I'm gonna fuck you, and you're like, I can't say that to her in real life. I'm on the internet usually. Well, I'm not gonna say to her face, I'm gonna fuck you, you because just- that's, I said I would tell her that I thought she was highly fuckable. I think you would say, I think you're very pretty. I don't think, I can't see you going up to a two. I tell my friends all the time. I got girlfriends. She's not your friend. I'm just saying, I got girlfriends. I got girls that I barely know that I've been in plays with that I'll tell them they're fuckable. You're I not in care. a play with her. You're a fan. You would come off as creepy as hell and <laughs> it would be like, wow. And, and Potentially. Mr. Mr. A if would I be back there doing her. the same symbol he was before. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just to complete the look. A-OK. Like, there's my creepy wife hitting on you while I give you the the A-OK sign behind I, her. <laughs> I'm sitting in the corner with the table selling copies of Ninjas vs. Vampires just crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. So, so now we're getting. So maybe it wouldn't be my first conversation with her. But I wouldn't begrudge that she's fuckable. All right, let's, let's, let's move on to um, one of my favorite characters in the show, Dr. Flocks. He is um, so cute. Oh my god. What gosh. is it about he, like look, it's he is he is supposedly, I guess, supposed to I think DePaul was supposed to be our data, but really Absolutely. He, but he's our data. He's our I disagree because he smiles other. too much. He's he's really he's really upbeat 
And I but think, he's not like Neelix upbeat. He's, no, no, no. Agreed. What's he has a quiet upbeatness. I don't know how else to yeah. put that. What's cool about him is his story and the fact that he's like this uh, exchange program. He truly is other. Yeah. He truly, like Paul doesn't seem other. He, she seems like she's part of the administration. He is an other on the show. He's an other that is that is a willing partic- participant. I think the difference with he doesn't quite get them. Tapal gets Tapal thinks she has them T'Pol all figured out. Tapal thinks she gets them, which is not the same. He at doesn't all. get them at all, and they don't get him. And you know what? I would say they don't. Over the course of the show, unfortunately, they don't give him a whole hell of a lot to do. But what they give him to do is interesting, and and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I find myself. I like the little things about like the like the medicine that he's doing. Yeah, that's because different it's, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, and he's I, using a lot of like almost homeopathic from other planets. I would say because he is because he is the least physically attractive person on the show. They that 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 he does not get as much screen time as I think he deserves. Yeah, he's the guy you fuck just because he's cool. But he's great on True Blood. Who's he on that? Yeah. I don't watch that show. You don't want you don't watch mm-hmm. True Blood. He was I also on Twenty Four. He was also on so. Twenty Four. But he's the coroner on True Blood. He's creepy as hell, and yeah. he's really funny on it. I believe it. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, uh, okay, so um, moving on, we're getting to the sort but of. Wait, you didn't say how fuckable you thought he was. We gotta go. We gotta do. This I right. w- are not at all. Not even because he's pretty cool. You I, he's pretty good. No, pretty cool. I I I'd have drinks with the guy, and and I I I think he was interesting, <laughs> but no, not at all. No, no. No. All right, fine. Um, his mouth probably opens pretty wide. He has that big digitally enhanced smile, which that's what that is. That I wondered about that because I was like, "What is up with that it's smile? Like, hey, How that, did they do that?" That smile looks just like the shot of Jim Carrey grinning in the Grinch. Um, okay, <gasps> that's yes. totally what it looks like. So okay, so um, I didn't even think about that. So then we get to what is supposed to be our Kirk Bones McCoy, um, who it clearly is Archer to Paul and Trip. And Trip and Archer got something going on. But They're to, friends, yeah. But to Paul, fucks it all up. I'm sorry. All right, so let's, and it sucks because it's, let's such hit Trip first. Op- let's, it's such an opportunity. Let's 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 hit Trip first. Uh, yeah, because we like Trip a lot. Trip, um, I guess is, I shouldn't speak for you. I like Trip a lot. You know, I do too. Actually, I would <laughs> say this. And he's hot. Um, he is the Would most. You do that one? He is the most <laughs> human. Human in a way I can identify character on Star Trek since Doctor McCoy. Um, oh my gosh, I could see that. He seems the most like he's really just like down someone to earth I and, know and like cool. He is he is what Tom Paris wanted to be. Yes, he is absolutely what Tom Paris wanted to be. He and is was not. Um, and I don't hate. I'm not a Tom Paris hater. I, I like, don't. I don't hate him. I like what Tom Paris became. To be honest, but I felt like I felt like Trip truly is. He's just a guy. I guess what I'm saying, like I feel like the and this is aside from the exploitative scene. I felt like they really were trying to groom Paris and it was like all about Paris is the heartthrob of, of yeah. Voyager. And I feel like that's not true of Trip. He just happens to be because he's yeah. so likable. Yeah, he's like, really likable. Right off the bat. And I think what's great hey, is Cam? because when you meet him, like... One Do you want to tell people what I'm wearing right now? <laughs> the hat? The hat. I have a little hat. This is an XO one that I got from the Star Trek experience. Clearly you want to tell them. yeah. <laughs> You know what I like about this hat is I can wear it around. I would not look. I I hide my Star Trek geekiness from the general public. Why would you do that? No, I own a couple of Star Trek shirts, and I own this hat, and I own a bunch of Star Trek shit that's around my house. I don't hide it. You know why? Because I don't give a fuck. Really? I've never seen you wear a Star Trek thing out in the world. Oh my god! 
That is Never. because you are absolutely the most unperceptive motherfucker that ever. We also don't them. hang out that much That's, outside that when too. we're not doing that. I, I have worn a Star Trek shirt here. Have you? Uh, yes, my friend. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, what I like about this hat is this hat hides. This hat, like, no, you see NX-01, you don't know what it is. But it and seems so, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, people don't know what it is. <laughs> but to people who know the show, I'll occasionally get someone to go, hey, I like your hat. And I'm like, yeah. It's like it's my little secret that I share with people. Like I have a, okay, so I have, I, I'm going, I'm collecting a, uh, a small collection of things that are meta, meta souvenirs from a show. Um, things that could have conceivably appeared within a show. For instance, I have a Wolfram and Hart coffee mug, which Wolfram and Hart are the evil mm-hmm. lawyers and angel. Mm-hmm. I have an X NX01 cap, which is from Enterprise. I have a drive shaft t-shirt, which is the <laughs> band from, from Lost. Lost. Um, uh, and I can wear it around. And unless you're a fan of the show, you don't know what I'm wearing. It just seems like some random piece of whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that because it helps me identify other fans of the show. <laughs> I um, say as a litmus test. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I think it's a good, it's a good, yeah, good, good pull. Um, okay. So what I was saying though, like when one of the first interactions you see for him is actually from a different character, like through, like he, they're talking about him. Um, the guy, like I don't know their names yet. Like I just yeah. started, but the guy who grew up on the the ships, the cargo ships, and um, and some other random dude are talking about. Oh, and the 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 British guy, the British guy, Malcolm Reed. He's talking about how he hasn't gotten his ship yet because they're talking about the transporter and they're transporting. Yeah. That was a great scene though. They're talking about the transporter because they're transporting supplies and he's like, oh, this is not what I wanted. And the, and, and the, and the dude, the cargo dude guy is like, um, yeah, they're, you know, they're going to, they're transporting people now. He's like, shut the fuck up. No yeah. Way. He's like, oh yeah, totally. He's like, nah, I don't think I'm ready for that. Like, and Here's it's, the it's, thing. it's really cool. And they're talking about how he didn't get the part he wanted. And like, He's like, I know what he'll say. He'll be like, keep your shirt on. It's coming tomorrow. And like, Here's and then the he thing. says it when they go talk to him. And it was, it's so cute. It's Here's adorable. the thing. I would say that up to this point, the only engineer that I ever believed was Miles O'Brien on DS9. Scotty was, he was Scottish more than he was anything else. Jordy um, seemed really smart, but Jordy seemed like a, like a, um, like a, an engineer, the way we think of, like, I have a degree in engineering. He seemed like the like like a guy who I feel like. So, hold on, hear me out. He seems like a guy who who like he would do computer programming and yeah. work with circuit boards mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, O'Brien, as a facet of what his character did, I always believed he was always trying to get that station running. He O'Brien was a was an everyman. Who's yeah. also the everyman on DS9? O'Brien was, Absolutely. and he struggled. But this is the first guy I ever believed could pick up a wrench and fix something. I disagree. I, I I think I think that O'Brien is a lot like Scotty. I think they both had that that feeling of like they just kind of get mechanical shit, but they're not like these super educated guys. Like I see the differentiation betwixt. Sure, you know, but, but here's and, the thing: uh, this is this is the first guy who seemed to me like a mechanic. That's the thing. Trip seems like a really super smart mechanic. He's the only guy that I. All those guys seem like they could pick up a hydro spanner and fix the ship. This guy feels like he could pick up a monkey wrench, and I yeah. dig. I dig it about him. He. This guy does not feel like he needs. I and I feel like he could step on a twenty fourth century starship, take two days reading the manual, then take a toolbox like I have in my laundry room. And go fix the Enterprise. And they just figure it out. Wrench. Yeah, because there's that scene where um where the guy is talking to him about how to pilot the ship. And he's like, and, and it's taking too long. And he's kind of like, 
well, how hard could it be? I mean, you got go and stop and let like, yeah, well, and it's just it's cute because like uh, that attitude, that just kind of figure it out attitude. Yeah, I think is really cute about and him. that and that's and that's what I that's kind of what I'm saying about him is that like O'Brien Scotty. Look, Scotty didn't have enough screen time to ever make me feel much for him. I thought he was he was an archetype. He was put in there, but it, look, the original Star Trek was the Kirk and Spock show. Um, DS Nine was much different. O'Brien was given a good, yeah. He was given a lot more. Good, to do. He, he had whole episodes a, to himself. Yeah, and 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 also DS Nine was different than the Enterprise in that he was always trying. The the station never worked. Yeah, it never worked, and he was always having to make it work because it it was never supposed to do what it was doing. And so he was he was much he was like an IT guy. He truly was like an IT yeah, guy yeah. trying to get like stuff to not work together. Jordy, I believed was smart, but Jordy was just like superior. He was just like, yeah, I can do that. I can crawl into Jeffrey's tube and and take this piece of plastic, put it against and I can do it all without getting a crinkle in my. Seat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's um. so the trip was the first one I ever felt was just like. I would believe him with grease on his face. Yeah, like he definitely there's something a, there was something about him that just felt like he was just at any given moment like just gonna like pull up his sleeves literally like just push up the sleeves on his uniform and yeah. start doing some shit. And yet you didn't feel that he was like a dumb grease monkey. You you felt no like, no 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 you, not like, at all. You were confident this guy can do it. He was just he's so charming and he's so cute and he seems and, smart and, but and also smart down to earth. Yeah and. A little bit over emotional, but I think in a good way. Like, oh, they do great stuff with him. They do great. Now, let's jump to to Paul. Wait, he has a very high fuck factor. He does. Yeah, I I would say that that I can objectively call him the most attractive person. Certainly in terms of guys, I would want to hang out with. Um, I I think that flocks would would enjoy me. I think that Trip wouldn't have much use for me. <laughs> um, Trip would be like, "You're not cool enough." To yeah, hang he'd, with he'd, me. He'd, he'd, he'd be like, "Hey, good to see you there. You want to go play some baseball?" I'd be like, "I don't really play sports." <laughs> you want to go do a podcast with me? And he'd be like, he'd be like, "Hey, you know I'm kind of busy." <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing him. Like suddenly he's George W. Yeah, Bush. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, you probably want to ship a security. <laughs> we, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna. Invent. It wouldn't be prudent for us oh, to use that. Well, I, I went Bush Junior. Not you went Bush Senior. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Uh, what be prudent? What be prudent? What be prudent? Not really doing Bush, doing Dana Carvey, doing Bush. Well, that's the better part. <laughs> that's the best way to do it, right? Um, I love Dana Carvey. So, um, so the we jumped into Paul. Who should be a fuck factor of ten oh my being gosh. in that role, but oh she's my not gosh. I, because she ruins it because she opens her mouth. Oh my gosh! And she talks. There's, and it's just, there's so, it's so much. The best there's word so I can much. come up with her for her is bitchy. And the best word I can come up with for her is desperate. Desperate. Okay. That, but I'm desperate. Curious. There's been a lot of desperation coming from you. Desperation on the <laughs> well, and it's the same thing. It's desperate on the on the on on. You know, when when Seven of Nine was brought in, she was it was called a desperate move. Like, we're going to bring the let's young, bring in a hot chick, bring a hot chick. So the young boys watch and it yep. turned in. They created an interesting character that with a really good actress mm-hmm. um, who could do different things and and could play a number of different things you know levels and they made her a borg Mm -hmm. and she was you know there was and and that became the Borg became really important to voyager they're more of a voyager villain than they they are next gen villain um and this is she's just like a lot of people complained about tuvok on voyager i really like tuvok because he seemed like a fully a self-actualized vulcan spock was not a self-actualized vulcan he always struggled with being a vulcan um tuvok felt the like the most vulcan vulcan i'd ever met he was very vulcan he was cool i dug tuvok he was spiritual but in a vulcan way 
I liked Tuvok. Um, here, she is just... All the Vulcans are kind of angry, and I'm okay. They are, but I'm but not okay I'm a, with that. I'm okay I'm really with not. that because you know what? If you look at how humans were 200 years ago versus how they are right now, they're very different. That's not even relevant, though, because the it's po- absolutely the, relevant. Uh, no, it's not because they're Vulcans, and the I just the idea of them being angry just doesn't doesn't jive, man. It doesn't work for me. Here's the thing, like, though: it, it feels like they're petulant they're children angry, or something. But they're not. They're not. Angry, they're still trying to be logical. They just haven't nailed it yet. They haven't nailed it. They're not. They, they don't have it down yet. This is early twenty second century. But is that? I mean, is that what they're trying to propose? Where were is we? That they, all right, where were we one hundred and fifty years ago? We're having the Civil War under one hundred and fifty years ago, and look what we're doing now. We're programming computers. The world is is vastly different. We as a species are vastly different. I will I will absolutely buy that the Vulcans are different. To uh, like 150 so years it, prior. It's not that I don't buy that, and but is Vul- that what they're trying to sell me? I'm not certain. It didn't feel that way. Um, without spoiling anything specific, I would say yes. That is what they're trying to sell you. Okay. Um, uh, and and I don't mind that, but she is. She just walks around as just very superior. Not and just. Bitchy. I don't mind that. That's. Those, but those are character things. It's. Just, you could say her character is superior. Character is bitchy. She's not superior, and she's not bitchy. She's just barely there. She's just phoning in a performance. You know what she's doing? She's hitting her mark, and she's saying her lines with nothing. I am so unhappy with the casting choice of her. I feel like she is just. You know, I feel like there are a couple of moments where she actually acts. So I disagree with you that it's just a constant stream of nothing. But but it's definitely not enough. Pouty frustration is the closest I get from her. I am I am I I dislike what she does. I'm sure she's a nice person. And maybe she's done better roles elsewhere. Yeah, maybe I'm like I don't want to I don't want to slag her because, you know, the fact is, is that I I haven't seen enough. Like seeing a person in one role, I'm not going to make a judgment. Call I will. I, I. I. will. I. I. I have met Trek people before. I will undoubtedly meet Trek people again. I don't want to slag her because then I'll meet her and I'll feel bad. And I'm an actor. You're an actor. And we've both been slagged in reviews before. I'm sure. Like, and, I'm, like, and, and I'm. We certain. felt people. So. So I don't want to be unnecessarily mean, but I will say that she is just. She does absolutely nothing. Of interest in the show and I cannot believe I can not believe there was not another pretty actress in Hollywood who could also act mm-hmm. that's the thing is that I know well, I, I know gorgeous like, women I know there's tons I'm of them. personally friends with gorgeous women in Hollywood they're, who they're could, everywhere who could who could act circles around you and me who are brilliant in many ways and why this woman gets cast with the inability to do anything i am just i am i am frustrated because this is star trek yeah and and it's a big role it's i mean we're talking this is being first i know that you didn't like avery brooks and cisco but i did and i felt like he brought something and kirk brought something and nimoy brought something and 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 stewart brought something and and renee abijanois brought something and fucking even Catherine janeway uh Kate Mulgrew, she brought something, and Robert Picardo, who played the Doctor, brought something, and 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 I would say seventy percent of the Star Star Trek actors, especially especially uh, next gen forward, brought something that was special to what they did, and all of a sudden you have the the second lead in the show. Yep. She is she and is, she is just she is the Nimoy. 
Yeah. She's the Nimoy and she just doesn't. And all of a sudden I go, it's the first thing I go. They pandered. They pandered with the name and they did it unsuccessfully because we wanted it to be called Star Trek. They pandered with the with with the music because it was supposed to be appealing. They gave it to us because they thought this is what you want. Not this is good art. We think this is what you want. And they're wrong. And that's why and they that's pandered, what you're blaming and for they did her it casting? And yes, they gave us perfect bodily dimensions in a in a in a picture perfect fit. This is to bring in the young boys. And what they did is they they created an and she gets better in terms of her acting as the show goes on. But then she also it's funny by the end of the show, she's a better actress, but she looks frightening. So it's she becomes slightly better in her acting and becomes less physically attractive. Interesting. But it's just. I just feel like I I was really let down. I have to say, like I said, I don't I don't want to, you know, be really like horribly mean or anything let's say um, this but oh. she but she really i okay so let i was say, disappointed let, because janeway did a good job and she's the captain and she's a woman right so like being a woman i'm always looking for female characters sure. in these shows yeah that are interesting and in a powerful position because it's interesting to me sure and so she here she is and this is this is this great opportunity to have a female character, you know, much like Kira was second in command, and she was sure. strong, yeah. a strong character, and somebody you could really get behind. And instead, she's you said get behind. I did. Sorry, <laughs> go on. Because you want to get behind Kira, so you'll talk about her fuck factor all day long. Um, I think she's fine. <laughs> I think she. <laughs> I think she's fine. She's not Esri. That's fun. Oh, okay. All right. She's not even Hoshi, in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah, Hoshi's cuter. You think? Here's the thing. Hoshi, I in terms of who I am more attracted to, Hoshi, in terms of who I would want to be my superior officer, Kira. In a fight, I want Kira on my side. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, I'm sorry, though. If it's between Kira and Hoshi, give me Kira. Uh, Hoshi hot and fine, Hoshi. but I say Kira. Give me Kira because she got fire in her. She, yeah, does. she does. All right, all right, go on. Um, so, uh, but this woman, like, all she is is attractive and and and, and really and not even that much. Not even that much. Like she, her bodily speaking, she has a her body is it's perfect. It's perfect right it's, now. It's absolute perfection right now. in that show. I mean, you, I, I have trouble sometimes because it's just like, wow. Hello. Later on, it looks like she did um, a little too much crack. Uh, but ah, oh, stop it, Justin. Stop. Sorry, I take that she, back. She probably had an eating disorder. Now you feel like shit, don't you? No, I do. That's what you I, get. Here's the thing: it's hard um, to be an actor, and it's hard to be an actor. And, and I'm sure she got terrible reviews, and I'm sure that she read them, and I'm sure it hurt her feelings. And I don't want to be that guy because she showed up for work every day and she tried. Later on, especially in the show by season four, she's clearly you can see she's trying to do things. Like she's I think trying, it's interesting, and I feel you know, like I feel like I feel like even in this first episode, I feel like she's trying. That's what I'm saying because there are moments that she does that she does okay. It. But you know I what? Here's the thing: maybe she just doesn't understand. Like I think there are people that are like good. Like cause I've seen good actors play uh, roles in either fantasy or sci-fi, and they're not very good at it. But you give them a realistic role, like a you know. When they, they cast they the role really of, well. of Jadeway, they cast uh, Catherine Bujold as the original Janeway, and they fired her after four days because she wasn't working. They parted ways. Mm-hmm. Um, this in within a couple of days of shooting, they should have said that this. this yeah, they should have been like, she's just not grasping it's just this. Not, it's not it's, working for her, you know, and that's okay. Here's the but problem: she shouldn't a, be in the she's role. not only the least interesting woman on the show. Hmm. She's the least interesting Vulcan 
on the show. I would say that's true too. And you know what's interesting? Like the other and here's Vulcan the thing, from the high command. Yeah. The other Vulcan is is you're talking the, about the main guy, right? The, the head yeah, guy yeah. that was talking. Now about here's the thing. You know why I like him? Um, did I, you, I know that actor. I feel like I've seen him in other. Did stuff. you ever watch the TV series Alien Nation? That's where I know him. He's the cop. From yeah, the he Alien is. Nation he team. fucking is. He plays the James Conn. Yep, yep. James Conn played the character in the movie, and then and he, he was plays that guy him on the, the show. I watched that. I show. loved that show. <laughs> and then and then they had TV movies for like ten years after that show ended too. They would occasionally oh, be, did they? be like an alien. I definitely I watched movie. that show. I, I did too. I, I love that show. I dug that. That's show That's where I know that guy. I knew I knew that yeah. guy. All right, so let's. But let's, here's the thing. Like yeah. I think she would have been passable. Like when you see her initially, because she's in that scene, that first scene with the Vulcans, she's there. And in that capacity, when she only has a couple of lines amongst some other Vulcans, she's passable. She, but you know, what, you, she always seems like she's on the verge of breaking into tears. Though she's always like, "Yes, Captain, I'm very." It's like, like, like. No, she, I'm saying like when she, as an ancillary character, as a uh, background character, I didn't have issue with her. Once she showed up on the ship, and now I'm like faced with, okay, this is a huge character for you yeah. to be watching. It was like I I just had trouble because there's just nothing compelling about her. And the thing is, is, is they take her character on compelling journeys. The writers do. Do they? Well, I mean, look, they, they're they. She is the Spock of the show. Well, and there are some. Yeah, there are some. I, know, moments. Not, I don't want to tell you what the journeys are, but I will tell you <laughs> that during the journeys, there will be <laughs> moments where you go, she is doing an OK job. And there will be moments where you go, she is blowing this. Oh, wow. There will there will be never never will there be a there are four lights moments with her. Yeah. Never will there be a a I can live with it moment for her. You will never have a moment from her as strong as the stuff that Odo gives you, as stuff that Nimoy gives you, the stuff that I mean, the stuff that even the Doctor gives you on 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 Voyager. The Doctor is awesome. I love yeah, him. But you will not even have. Ch- she is worse than Chakotay. She is. She just doesn't pull it off and i am i am chakotay was a was didn't do a very good job but you can just tell that's just a mistake Mm -hmm. this is they pandered they're like we're gonna get the perfect body type we're auditioning the body first Mm -hmm. and we're getting something that's gonna look really hot in this onesie (laughs) so so already you've got you've got the pandering of the name the pandering of the music the pandering of the casting of her and those are huge things um, on the front of her chest, but then at the but s- also <laughs> they're the, pretty nice. Um, but then they're also pandering when it comes to Bacula to the Bacula. Well, here's the thing. But that's pan- a good pander because we all love Scott. But Bacula. they're they're pandering <laughs> to the sci-fi fans by casting a sci-fi icon. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't bother me one little bit. You know, Archer's interesting. Archer's interesting. Like, Archer is 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 universally him and Janeway rank as the least popular captains. Really. Um. I really like Scott Bacula. Um. I do too. I don't think he's right for Archer. Really, Scott Bag- Scott Bakula's um, appeal was always that he was an everyman. He is not a sci-fi actor. He's a dramatic actor who was in a dramatic who was in a drama that was sci-fi based in Quantum Leap. But mm. he was not doing sci-fi. He was not doing action. He was doing. He was an everyman. Okay, That's I see what, what you're saying. Like, because he because in the circumstances where he played, he was in these these personal dramas yeah. with people and then you know at the beginning and the end I was the this. sci-fi element you know even though Janeway is a bit of a nut even though Janeway is completely insane and makes terrible 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 choices even choices that her crew calls out as being terrible 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 choices um, uh, and is a bit obsessive um, even though Cisco is is 
a bit self-absorbed and and a little wacky even though picard is very self-righteous even though kirk is is you know flamboyant and 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 a little dangerous even though he is probably the safest person under which to serve he is the one i would least want to serve under because he seems like just a guy um and i don't want just a guy as my captain Hmm. I like, but here's, here's the thing. Even so he's watchable and, and where, what he lacks in his authoritativeness, what he lacks in his ability, he doesn't seem like he deserves to sit in the chair. Really? He just doesn't strike me as captain material. He doesn't seem like a military officer. He doesn't seem like a military. He doesn't seem. Officer, he doesn't seem to me that's like that's not the same thing. He, he I feel like I, I definitely got a feeling of leadership qualities from him. I, I didn't feel like, but I didn't get Kirk or Picard or Cisco or Janeway or any of the other captains who guest starred or like Jellico from you know. I didn't. There's nothing about him that made me go. This guy should be in charge. No, I feel like and like I, Admiral I, that Forrest occurred to me as a little bit. Like it occurred to me a bit of, like as a choice because this is the first manned mission that they've had that 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 he has more of an emotional attachment yeah. to the situation than because he's the best captain around like that's just how it felt for well, me and, that's and the i like that is, about is, it though because it was interesting because they don't do everything right th- yet. this is a character choice i think that i disagree with more than it is an acting choice i think he does a, a fine job later on in the series he is allowed to take a couple of journeys that i like i feel like they over the course of the series, and we'll talk about the reasons why I feel like they never quite figure out what to do with the character. Um, uh, but I think that ultimately, he's, I think he has a cute, uh, uh, you know, cute little journey just in this first episode where he's kind of yeah, he's, hateful uh, against Vulcans because yeah, he feels yeah. like they've just been trying to, you know, sort of stop human beings yeah, from a, from getting fine, anywhere. He's a fine yeah. actor, and and he's I loved Quantum Leap, and I I dig him as Archer. Um, uh, but he is. You know, I'm used to my Shakespearean trained theatrical Star Trek captains. I, I like, you know, I like captains who can sit in that chair and wow me with their performance. And even Janeway occasionally was able to sit there and wow me with her performance. And minor spoiler alert, he will never do that to you. Now, he will grip you in ways that, let's say, Picard or Kirk, when they're vulnerable, are able to grip you. Mm. Um, he is an everyman and you can he can tug at your heartstrings he is an actor knows how to tug at your heartstrings um, but he cannot command you and there are times you know there are times with all the other captains including Janeway where they are there and there is no fucking arguing with them they are the captain okay and I can you, see where he doesn't have that you, you will you will never you you will get him intense you will get him in different emotional situations you will never feel that way with him sitting in that chair like I am the fucking boss mm-hmm. and and you know it is a choice it's not Bacula's fault this is a writing choice specifically he's going to be awestruck the entire time um, and then when he's disappointed later in the show from time to time there will be happy and sad moments for him as there are for every it's a dramatic show um i see i don't know that i disagree with that as a choice i think i'm interested to see where this choice will take them um, because uh, i feel like the he's always watchable you will never you will never walk away from him saying i don't think i will because I, i feel like he's he's he gives you a lot to watch and and you can absolutely see where he inspires loyalty 
sure. from his people. Sure. Like that's that's what I mean by having like leadership qualities. While he may not be commanding, right? But you know what? Here's the thing. He he does get you 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 want to help him. You want to be on his side. You want to be behind I, him. I feel like they you know. I think that one thing they do in terms of the way they structure characters, they're they're creating archetypes and then making them everyman. And I think that's a problem. So so is the captain an archetype or is he an everyman? Like like is does Archer like water polo? Yeah, have they talked about water polo no. yet? No. Right, so <laughs> like, what are you talking? About? So in the in the second or third episode, it will be mentioned that he that he likes water polo. Another fucking spoiler. Sorry. Really? Sorry. really? I I'm only look. You wanted to do this, so so I, I wanted to, to talk about one episode, and you feel the need. Well, I'm not spoiling it. It's about water. Come on. <laughs> we're at an hour and ten, so we st- we can go another couple minutes. It um, starts with that. That's so what so I'm, we're we're not going to go much further. But I'll say this: they tell you that he likes water polo. And then occasionally, throughout the entire series, somebody would come into his his uh, his like bunk. Not only is he watching water polo on on his little screen, but he's leaning back in his bed with a water polo ball, bouncing it on the wall. And you're like, okay, you want to put him in a water polo fan shirt and put water polo posters? We get it. He likes water polo, but no, he always has. And the same thing, he's got a dog. He likes his dog. It's good to have a dog. I understand having a pet. Let's let's have seven scenes with the dog, you know. Um, yeah, I thought the scene where he was doing his personal log and the puppy was there. I think it's an interesting outlet because he it is because he's talking, you know, into his log and he's pausing it from time to time because he, he's trying to suss out what the fuck is up with Paul. And here's the thing. And here's it's the cute thing that, when he actually has somebody to suss it out with. But if you look at uh, let's take your guy, Bashir. I love Bashir. Let's take your guy, Bashir. He liked spy novels he liked talking to uh garrick he liked uh he he liked uh tennis he was a huge tennis fan he -hmm. had problems with his parents he liked being a late let's let's ignore the problems with his parents let's talk the stuff that we learned in the first season of ds9 he likes uh um he likes the ladies he likes he likes the ladies he (laughs) likes being on the frontier he likes to talk a lot yes It's, it's they're they're eight character details in one season mm-hmm. on one guy who is a minor character on a show. And then you get to the captain of this show and it's kind of, they give him three and they have an every man actor, but it's just sort of like, my name is captain Archer. What I like is water polo and my dog and being a captain. My uh, name's and, and, and he likes to paint models. Does he? I mean, that's it. Seems to me okay. he makes that model. He paints, and it. it was there's yeah. like this cute scene when they with the actual ship, and he like uh, the whoever's flying at the time grazes the ship. He's like, oh, he just scratched the paint. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's it's I. So I, that's kind of a cute quirky thing. I, I, I just I I feel like that 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 they could have made him stronger. Eventually, they they you know he is allowed to grow, especially around seasons three and four. Um, he's allowed to grow. Um, but you know, it's, it's, I feel like he lacks the commanding presence. He likes presence. I think is the word. I think he is a, he is an intimate actor. Hmm. His acting style is intimate. It's why him as Sam Beckett worked because on that show, man, could he make me cry? Oh, gotcha. Um, he is an intimate actor and he is not, he doesn't come across as an intimate actor in, in, or rather he does come across as an intimate actor, but he doesn't have that presence that uh, Patrick Stewart or William Shatner has, or even an Avery Brooks. 
and to a lesser extent, although she does a pretty good job, uh, Kate Mulgrew. So, I mean, it's I'm, I'm interested in hearing I like Kate what Mulgrew. you think of where he goes. I do, too. As a matter of fact, boy, she's she's she's, she's highly fuckable, too. She's got some great moments in Voyager. I think. I think that. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually. I was. I was torn today, right? So because I went, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch an episode of Star Trek. I'm gonna I'm either watch it. Voyager or I'm gonna watch Enterprise. You know, Enterprise because I hadn't watched. I haven't finished either one of those. Enterprise has it's seasons three and seasons four. They actually cut the episode run. I think to eighteen. So you getting through all of Enterprise won't take you that long. Well, I think that's ultimately why I decided. I, yeah. I, I think I landed on Enterprise because I was like, I'd already, I had watched Voyager before. I just stopped watching it because it became shit. And I was going to have to, I knew that was a hurdle I was going to have to eventually get yeah. past. So I was like, why don't I just start with something fresh well, that I the actually very, haven't seen? And, and, and in, terms of a, in terms of, let's talk about the episode you saw really quick. It's essentially how they meet the Klingons and how they, we introduced the Temporal Cold War. Those are basically the two big things. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a great first episode. The show... Immediately, second episode is not as good. Um, okay. But it's as a pilot goes, it's a great episode, and it really opens up the world. And I like the world that's been opened up. I have no problem with the world. As a matter of fact, while I have misgivings about the show, um, it's mostly on an episode-to-episode basis. Back when my DVR was randomly recording it, it would I would it would hold four episodes, and then the oldest one it would delete as it recorded the new one. Mm-hmm. And I would never watch the Enterprise episodes because the episode that would come on, it would go, here's the episode that's up. I don't really want to watch that one. I'd rather watch Next Gen. I would rather watch, and I would like always check it. It would go a new a new episode of Enterprise. <gasps> no, nah, not that one. And there was a lot of ones where I'd watch. Oh, no, nah, not that one. Not that I hated it, but just like no, no, no. I'd rather watch. You know, this episode of DS9 is infinitely more interesting to me. Um, and that being said, the world that it creates. In terms of this is what the Federation was like. I found that fascinating. 20 years before the Federation was founded. This is what it's like. I'm in. I'm in. I dig that. Yeah, I thought that I, was very I, cool. I, and I absolutely buy that as being the canon of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems even a, a decent precursor to the Star Trek movie. Um, which I like. I can see it going from that to what we saw with Chris Hemsworth as Kirk's dad. I can buy that before he was Thor. <laughs> and boy after all that working out he looked pretty thor <laughs> all right look i think i think we've uh, before i can't i can't talk about this anymore without spoiling because the show goes some places i'm really interested in, in hearing from you mm-hmm. what you think mm-hmm. so watch fast but this was <laughs> this was the this was our intro to enterprise man um welcome to a new track that's ah. huge that is huge a new track yeah uh, i mean you like like it has Trek has. Gone. I have to tell you, when I was watching that episode, like I, you know, despite how, all the shit that I'd heard about it, and like despite the like being stabbed in the chest by that horrible, horrible song, um, I was really, really happy. It's like, fun to watch. Like you. I was like, ooh, oh look, they're talking about transporters. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, they haven't transported people yet. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. They, they, like, and they get the oh. Uh, as we watched it, we watched the last 20 minutes together because I hadn't finished the episode and you wanted to finish it before we talked about it. Yeah. And that was me pure unadulterated when he, when at the end of the episode, they, to get Archer out, they transport him and he's like, I was like, oh my God, it's like the first human transport. Like I was jazzed as hell. I was Excellent. like, that was fucking awesome. Well, that's, and that's, and they, that's on purpose. They do, they're doing that. I think they, they blow it a little early because 
there's not much more there, there's left <laughs> after to do. that <laughs> and by the end they have they, they don't have phasers and transporters when the show starts and by the time the show ends they have phasers and transporters and so you know that's but still it's it's fun and you do meet some people for the first time and they it's it's that's the fun of the show there there are some new things that you'll find out and some side characters that are really interesting that you'll meet and the, they do expand the world somewhat and i think you'll enjoy where it goes but we can't talk more about it without me spoiling and there's um and you always want to spoil i i'm excited to talk to you about it that's all <laughs> okay that's all um okay that's uh <laughs> that's trek off <laughs> Uh, I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. Fuck off. Trick off, bitches. I said fuck off. I know you did. It was terrible. <laughs> I know. I'm very You're crass. horribly I'm mean. A ba- I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, You're a bad man. I'm a little pissy today. I you, are, you are definitely pissy. That is I'm the a little word pissy. I would use for you today. I'm a little pissy You're than a usual. pissy today. I don't know why. I'm in a good mood. I, I feel happy. Then why are you pissy? I don't know why I'm pissy. Okay, trick off. Trick off, bitches. <laughs>